You don't need to turn me on, dude. Like I'm I'm always on. Blaming me that the email I sent and replied to the, the agenda. Who's the new guy? <laughs> right? Wow. The new guy catches shit. That's just the bottom line. All right, I'm going to start this thing. So everybody behave. Hey, welcome to the In the Game Room podcast, episode number 55. We're going to try this again. Uh, I am here with Chris. Hello. And Michael. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. And of course, me, Alan. Uh, so we did this podcast. Well, we didn't do this podcast. Everyone's different. But we did a podcast a week or so ago. And uh, I completely screwed up on the recording. So nobody got to hear it. So we're getting back together. Uh, try to recreate that magic. Now with filming the camera. <laughs> Hopefully. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm watching the meters. Everything seems to be recording. Hey, Alan, when we, when we podcasted this last time, and maybe I'm jumping ahead, but when we did this last time, it was a great episode. I enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to doing this next one. But we didn't get into, you know, I mean, you and I have been, you've been on every single one. I've been on, you know, most of the most recent ones. Right. But we don't have, like, anything about, you know, like, who Michael is and, and why is he here and all of that kind of stuff. It might be a good idea to get some of his hobbying background and gaming background. I don't know. It's up to you. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd kind of like to know who the hell this guy is too and why he's on my podcast. Right, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> all right, Mike. Three of us. You're, you're up. Tell, tell us, tell us about yourself and, and your hobbies and stuff. Hey, this is Mike, a longtime listener, first-time caller. Um, <laughs> Welcome, Michael. Uh, Welcome. Yeah, we'll see if this makes it past the censors as well. Um, Yeah, so I am a big fan of miniatures and the hobby aspects like painting, uh, prepping, and seeing a a nicely painted terrain board is what really gets me going about this hobby. Um, I play Battletech, um, Infinity, the game, and... um, Cruel Seas, and I dabbled in a few of the Warlord games like Bolt Action uh, and Black Sail. Black Sails? Black, Black Seas. Black Seas. Black Seas, thank you. Yeah. Or cruel um, cruel that's Sails. That's the dabbling part. Cruel Sails, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I've played that, and I got a demo of Blood Red Skies at the last con I went to. Those games all seem like a lot of fun. And uh, but what I re- really play a lot of is uh, Battletech and Infinity, and um, that's my background. I'm a big fan of airbrush painting, and yeah, yeah that. that's a little bit about. <laughs> I don't know what. Uh, well, you are as far as uh, that's that's uh, as far as. Um, the games I'm active in, how I met you, Alan, is uh, at that, was it Oricon or Street, Strategicon? One of the Strategicon uh, conventions, yeah. Yeah, I found out that GameCraft Miniatures goes to those conventions, so it seemed like a great way to go uh, go up, meet, and check it out, and see what it's like hanging out with you in person. It was a lot of fun. Got to demo some more games and that. So, uh, so, you're the, so you're the one that chased me out of California. I see. Yeah, that is exactly what I, uh, I'm saying. <laughs> it, it should it should be noted that Michael is an awesome painter. Um, I yeah. I rarely hire anyone to paint miniatures for me. Like 
almost never with one exception and I hired Mike to uh, paint some modern 28 millimeter uh, miniatures for me and they're great they look really good so there's that I had a lot of fun with those especially during the um is it the dusk reflection on the uh the sunglasses I think that was the the highlight for me painting those miniatures yeah and, um those they were specter ops right yes they were yeah 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 those are those are some cool miniatures yeah they are pretty cool I like cool. the way you based them yeah, they came out really nice. I'm happy with them. I just it was one of those projects where I knew I was never going to get around to them, but but I wanted them done. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. That was that was a lot of fun to do, and I think I got to bring them to you at that con. I don't know if that was the first time we met or the. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I don't. I, I know we met a couple of times at the cons in L.A., and then there was the one or two times in San Diego at that con. Oh yeah, Kingdom Con. Yeah, Kingdom That's Con. Right. Yeah, that 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 dead convention that no longer exists. Yeah. Well, actually, God have mercy on its soul. <laughs> no conventions exist right now, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. Yeah, they were doing that. They were canceling conventions before it was cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which. <laughs> and, and that was a really that was the first uh, gaming convention I went to. Um, I went there two years, mainly for the uh, miniature monthly painting classes. So, uh, so, which, so you ruined that too. I guess so. I am probably <laughs> the reason we don't have nice things. Uh, <laughs> well, be careful with that family. I've, I've seen your stuff on Facebook. They look like a very nice family. So just stay away from them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So is uh, I put my best guy on it. <laughs> is anybody work working on any cool hobby stuff right now? Yes. Yes. Okay, that's yes. a yes from Chris. If we're gonna if we're gonna go into that, I'm gonna start talking. But yes. Um, <laughs> oh shit. So, you know, here we go. Um, I um, obviously I I, I kind of put my special project to the side um, with the the COVID nineteen. It's it's been because you know, I'm actually working. Um, I'm one of the, the sorry guys that has to go out and work. Bragger. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, it's, it's, uh, it's been, it's been, you know, kind of stressful at work. I've got a rather large staff and trying to keep them focused. But anyway, um, I pushed the Spectre miniatures away, uh, on the project that I was working on and pulled out my, my black seats. Oh, okay. Um, um, because my kids, you know, I, I, I want to play a game, right? I, right? I need the game. I need to take myself away. Um, you know, a buddy of mine posted on Facebook, it was classic. He's like, you know, I'm always rushing home from work to get 20 or 30 minutes into my video games. And now he's like, I'm working from home and, and I don't even want to play video games anymore. And kind of, I'm kind of, I was kind of feeling that same thing. It's like, I don't want to work on this project anymore. Um, I want to play a game. And so I've been pushing real hard on my, on my black seas and I got two islands. They're almost done. I'm trying to figure out how to do water because I kind of want to put a little water around the, the rim of the island uh-huh. um, so that when I lay it on top of the ocean mat, it'll look, you know, it'll look kind of cool. Right, right. Um, so, and Alan, I sent you a couple of pictures. I'll take some more pictures and send them out, kind of the, the process that I'm going through. 
Um, I think they look pretty good. I mean, for the first time building an island, I think they look pretty good. Um, I'm not a great hobbyist. I do fine, but I'm not great. Yeah, they look good. Um, but I've been, yeah, I've been working on that. Um, and really, that's that's about it in the hobby world, unfortunately, because I am pushing out a lot of you know, stress at work and, and uh, obviously at home as well with the, the COVID-19. Yeah. Okay. That's been killer. Yeah. What did you say? That's been rough, just the amount of stress and like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a big disruption to a lot of people's routines. It, everyone. It must be really hard on extroverts, but yeah, everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm an introvert. It's, it's nice being an introvert. I've been training for this my whole life. That's right. <laughs> but, it, but it still sucks. I was telling somebody yesterday, it was like, you know, I... I, I like my quiet time. I like being alone. I like being away from people, but I like it to be my choice. Mm-hmm. You know, right now it's like, uh, I don't have any choice and I don't like that. I don't I have no control. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I think a lot of people are experiencing that. Um, I think, you know, and, and I don't want to get too deep into this, but right. Um, I think that when people finally come back to work, they're going to appreciate things differently. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, some, some things more, some things less. Right. Um, I think more of the face to face interaction is going to come back and this whole looking at your phone when you're crossing the street and you know, all of that kind of stuff. I think people might be looking up a little bit more for that human contact. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that could could be a positive when, when I'm out. When I'm out, um, whether I'm out with work or I'm out at home, when I make eye contact with people, you can see the little grin kind of behind their mask. And it's a, hey, how you doing? And and, um, and, and or a quick wave or, or something like that. And it seems kind of neat that, you know, we're hopefully taking another step back from, you know, looking at the little blue box. That's yeah, in our pockets. that's that's very true. That'd I mean, nice. I, I notice even myself, I, I don't go out often. I go to the post office once a day, and then about once a week I'll go grocery shopping. But when I'm in the grocery store, I'm catching myself, like, waving and saying hi to people and how you doing, you know. And I'm I'm usually that guy. I don't, I don't walk around with my phone out, but I usually walk around with my head down because I don't want to make eye contact with people <laughs> yeah but now it's like no i i need that it's very weird and people are really super responsive to it too they're like hi oh hi yeah. <laughs> oh you're speaking to me yeah. <laughs> that's cool right. Ooh, another person. yeah another human so you working on anything michael any hobby stuff or just hobby stuff. Or just nerf um, nerf dark games or whatever it was you were playing. Yeah, that's awesome. Those are awesome little videos. <laughs> Did you see? That? <laughs> yeah, for those that aren't friends with me on Facebook, which is everyone, most people. <laughs> yeah, everyone. Um, <laughs> my one of the things we did is pick up some extra boxes. It looked like an outdoor patio set. A washer dryer came in these boxes, and we set them up in our living room and. The kids made a box for it, and then um, the the parents teamed up against the kids and assaulted them with some Nerf darts <laughs> as we uh, came down the stairs. And 
I made a video of it, and during the video, a dart happened to fly up and hit my middle finger as I was holding the phone. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And I see you guys now <laughs> all wear eye protection. You guys are all wearing eye protection now. Yes, we are. Yeah. Um, both before and after, um, I happened to own seven pairs of safety goggles, and they were all in my house. But, nice. uh, <laughs> thank you for reminding me, Chris. Yeah. Just uh, as a general unhobby-related <laughs> reminder, PSA. Uh, you should wear <laughs> yeah public safety announcement. You should wear glasses or goggles with Nerf darts because for the longest time I did not. And one day, my son had a lucky shot and hit me directly in my right eye, Ugh. dead center on the pupil, and I had a, what's called a corneal abrasion, and my vision went to like 60-20 for a week and a half, and I was very lucky to have Ouch. a complete recovery, but it was, yeah, it hurt a lot. Um, the first two days, my eye just never stopped watering before I finally realized, you know, I should probably see a doctor. Um, <laughs> so I did. I'm lucky enough that I have good medical insurance, and they gave me um, some antibacterial stuff to prevent infection and steroids to help with the healing, and we verified that there was no, like, pressure wave-type rupture in the eyeball and all these other fun things that you don't normally think about. <laughs> right. You know, talking about perspective Alan, and being grateful. <laughs> Alan, you so need anyway, to insert the, 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 insert the, the more you know uh, logo <laughs> now on the soundtrack, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, right on. Uh, so no, no miniatures work or anything right now, just hanging out with the family and stuff. That's cool. Um, I got a little bit of miniatures work, but yeah, mostly it's been just hanging out and trying to uh, adapt to this uh, big schedule disruption. Uh, yeah. We homeschool our kids, so they like it's not new to be spending more time with the parents, but it's very new to not being going out. Yeah, have trip planned every day because we, even though we're homeschooled, we weren't confined to the home. Right, <laughs> we'd normally leave. Go on, go on hikes, go to museums, go to uh, drop-in charter schools. Um, or, sorry, through our charter school, we have some supplemental education we could take the kids to. And right now we're not because that would be bad for society yeah. and for people's <laughs> yeah. health. Um, <laughs> so, so have you run out of things to paint, Michael? Oh no! I, <laughs> I, I barely. I was going to send you some stuff if you'd run out. You know, I, I've got uh, some stuff that, that could probably be painted. So you know, we we could privately compare our uh, plastic and metal mountains of hubris if we announce uh, <laughs> <laughs> that. We, we would lose. You'd like to talk to about? Alan, <laughs> yeah, I have yeah, I, I have an unlimited supply. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, which I, in turn belongs to who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. no, I've I've been struggling with motivation of late because every time I'd sit down to paint with a brush, I'd um, do something and it looks a little bit better, and then I'd stand back and look at it, and I would just have this like typical artist thing of this sucks. I'm going to put it back on a shelf. Uh, yeah, which is frustrating because like when i'm not trying to paint i have this strong desire to paint and then when i sit down and do it it feels like a, a 
Like I'm taking a quiz I didn't study for. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're forcing yourself. Yeah, no, absolutely. I get absolutely. that sometimes. And actually, if you look all the way down to the bottom of the agenda for tonight, that's kind of one of the topics I wanted to hit on later. So we'll, we'll get to that. But yeah, I feel it. Alan, what you got going on, dude? Um, Let me me stop the recording here for just a second to take a break, and we'll come back and we'll start on that segment, all right? We'll we'll be right back. Okay, we're back again after a short break. Um, Where were we? We were talking about my hobby stuff. Your hobby. My hobby. The only hobby stuff that really matters. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about your hobby stuff. (laughs) Well, I know what we're going to talk about. Okay, the the super mega <laughs> secret 28 millimeter yes. project. So I was going to keep this a secret forever until like it was done, because that's how I like to surprise the world. But why not talk about it? I'm trying to build the ultimate bolt action table. And... It's a really super tall order because there's some really bitching stuff out there that other people have done. Um, I don't know that I can top what I've seen, but I'm going to try my best. Basically, I want a bolt-action board that is playable but looks like like model railroad level detail. So that's what I'm working on. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's going to be semi-modular. Um, it's uh, I'm going to do it in uh, two foot by four foot sections, and the they they will assemble together to make a four foot by six foot or four foot by eight foot table. I'm still not sure how long it's going to be, um, and it could even be added on from there if it wanted to be, you know, ten or twelve feet or whatever but definitely about four by six or four by eight. And it's, um, it's going to be loosely based on the uh, Saving Private Ryan scene where they're in the town and they've got the guys up in the church tower and the Germans come in. That's basically what it's going to look like. It's not going to be a building for building exact replication of that but it's going to have that flavor and that feel and it will have the church tower building and it will have a bridge that's similar to the one in the movie. Um, but I want to be able to use it for a lot of different things. I don't want to just say this is a board for one specific scenario because that'd be way too limiting. And frankly, it's really hard to figure out which building is which in that movie because they were filmed at so many different angles and you know, you. I think they reused a few buildings from different angles to represent other buildings. So it's hard to sort of physically map it out and figure out what goes where. So I'm going to wing it a little bit. But uh, it, yeah, it's, it's going to have a lot of cool buildings. It's going to have details like lighted street lamps and things like that. Yep. Um, I want to go, you know, I want to go full detail. Uh, buildings will have interiors. Buildings will have furniture. Not enough so that you can't stick guys in there, but enough to make it look like it was an inhabited building at some point. Um, I'm looking into trying to find the tiny little smoke generators that they put in the in the smokestacks of steam locomotives for model railroading. The you know you put a drop of oil in there or whatever, and it makes the smoke. I'm trying to find that'll be cool. Trying to find those separately so I can like build them into buildings. The buildings can be like smoldering. Um, I would just want to do all that. I just want to make it the coolest the coolest board I've ever made. And, yeah, uh, yeah, have yeah that, I've seen I've seen a lot of the work coming off of the river. 
What's that? Uh, Mike, what did you say? No, I was saying, I wonder if you would have smoke coming out of the, uh, from below the bridge. But go ahead, Chris. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. No, I was just I was just saying that I've seen you sent me little snapshots of what you're working on and a little video of, you know, the the light project and it's if you if you continue to take the time it is taking you to build this, that thing is gonna be amazing. Just don't rush that project. Man. No. That but, would you wouldn't do yourself any justice. That's a beautiful project. Yeah, and I, I don't I can't even really rush it. What I I can't even start the boards, I think, until we move to our new location. So right now I'm just working on all the little pieces. And, uh, you know, hopefully when we move into our new shop, I'll have, you know, dozens of buildings finished and painted and detailed. And then I can actually start the oh, wow. the actual boards. So, yeah, it's going to be a while. It's This is like a six-month project probably. That so, sounds really so cool. My immediate, yeah, my, my immediate question is, is is this going to be something that once it's complete if i wanted to buy it would you have it available to sell in modular pieces or however it it would be put together no i don't think so this is strictly a personal okay. project and uh unlike okay. a lot of other things i build there's going to be a lot of things on this building that i don't manufacture um you know there right. there'll be so a lot of gamecraft miniatures buildings the uh the church tower and a few others but i'm 3d printing a lot of stuff that i bought the files for um so it's yeah this is this is strictly a a, a passion project it's not really for marketing or advertising or promotion or anything yeah it'll give us something to do when i fly out there exactly yeah so <laughs> the uh, what, uh... What made you decide on a four by two? Um, because it's it's transportable, I think. And um, I usually build boards on like a two by two, uh, two by two uh, boards, you know, modular. Um, but I wanted I wanted more. I don't know how to say it. A bigger board lets you do more as far as, you know, you don't have to divide things. You don't have to cut buildings and cut bridges and things like that. I, I wanted right. to kind of get it as big as I can get it and still have it transportable. And I think two by four fits that, you know, I can throw them in the back of my truck or, or, or a rental van or whatever and take them to a convention. Um, and I think, and, and that gives me the opportunity to, to add on to it also. Yeah, it would. When I was, I don't know if you looked very closely at that uh, board I brought that sat in the wagon for the uh, last con. Uh huh. The two by twos, but um, uh, I like the way that could bolt together and you could mix up the order. But, uh, right. I was just curious about when you make a modular board, like what's your, what's I guess what's your planning process? Um, and that was one of the the four by two boards is the first design decision so it sounds like you you kind of answered that with two by two you'd have an edge every two feet exactly you'd have to either ma make it so it matches up and you'd make that interact nicely or you'd have to leave it clear right yeah and all my all my six millimeter boards i have desert boards and i have some european boards they're all two by two well actually to be perfectly honest i do them 20 inches by 20 inches for reasons that only i know but uh that's how i do all those 
but uh, I just decided okay. to try something different this time, go a little bigger. For doing and the boards, are they specifically for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Go on, Mike. For the oh, for the boards, are they just a chunk of a like? What are the boards? A chunk of foam, chunk of MDF. It's good. They're going to start with a, a a layer of half inch MDF. There's going to be um, pine or poplar uh, around the edges. I want like really nice, almost furniture quality finished edges. And then, uh, and then inside of that, we'll be building up the uh, the purple foam to to make the terrain and dig in for the river and things like that. Ah, I see. Yeah, they're gonna. I want to. I want them really finished out, really nice on the outside. So, like, you could set them up in your living room, and they'd look cool. So that's that's the big project. Um, yeah, it, the the thing about the thing about this board, Mike Michael, is that is that this is his his job, and so it's not like he has to run life around a gaming table. The gaming table is his life, is <laughs> his job, and so when you when you build something like at, at his other house, at his other house, he had a whole workshop. And when I first met him, a whole workshop where we used to do the uh, video podcasts or whatever those are called yeah. um, in front of one of his big gaming tables. Um, we recorded a couple of games on it, but that's that's like his office. And so, you know, like you and I would have an office and a desk. His has got a gaming table. <laughs> and so it's it's it is his his whole environment is is this passion is this job is, you know, is miniature gaming. So, yeah. Yeah, so it, it does seem odd. It does seem odd, but it's it's absolutely you know that that's what it's that's what he does. And hopefully, if I can have it on on sort of display in my office, I think it's going to give me a lot of uh, inspiration. A lot of you know, it'll motivate me. I think in in other things, in other work related stuff. Yeah, I would agree with that. Absolutely, with that. what a great place to show a new building. Yeah, exactly. Just plop it down on the table. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I've had uh, a 3D printer running almost 24 hours a day for like two months. And then I just got another one yesterday that, well, they're both on pause right now, so you can't hear them. But normally they'd both be running right now. <laughs> so we've got that going. Um yeah, what's next? Uh, well, I was going to talk about like you know things we're excited about that are coming out in the hobby, but since everything is closed, I don't think that's even a thing yeah. anymore right now, is it? There's nothing. Yeah, there's... it's it's it, it's very odd. Yeah. Um, the... Here's here's the 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 polarization of it is everyone that I you know that I know or podcast that I listen to they're pumping out. You know, they're like, oh, we want to pump out one a week since we've got all this time. The problem is, is the content. There's nothing to talk about. It's just not there. Yeah. Right? It's just not there. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's this whole thing that's happening in the, in the, in the world. And, and I did want to bring up, you know, if, if, we're, if we're at that point, but, but this uh, tabletop simulator, you know, now I'm, I'm honestly, I'm excited about it. And I'm also concerned about it. Is what is Tabletop Simulator going to do to, you know, to our hobby? 
you know, is it, is it going to pull us apart? Because tabletop, you know, tabletop gaming, that brought, you know, hundreds of thousands of people together, you know, or, or at least thousands of people at a tournament and hundreds of thousands across the, across the world. And now we've got this tabletop simulator that everybody is starting to morph to. Is that going to damage the industry? Is that going to damage, you know, the connectivity, the person-to-person, face-to-face interaction that we have um, worked so long at? Well, I don't have any experience with it personally, but is it is it just a sort of temporary substitute, or is it something that's actually good enough that you could stick with it? I Michael might have a lot it. more information on it, but my understanding is is it's the game. Like, for example, bolt action, and you basically pick up your pieces, and they are they look like your pieces. From my understanding, you know, it's not like just oh, this is a representation of your miniature. Um, it's got a dice bag. It's got everything that you need to play bolt action or black seas or cruel seas. But Michael, clearly, you've got something. Uh, yeah, I on it. I just started watching a tutorial. I can put a link in the chat, and um, I'll I'll send it over to Alan so he can do the show notes. But this uh, person uploaded a mod for um, Infinity, um, and he's got a video demonstrating how to do it. Um, it looks like it's just a 3D like simulator. Um, so it's got a picture of a table and by default it's got things like checkers and chess and there's a board and you can reach over and pick up a piece and move it but um like as far as the tabletop games it doesn't know the rules so it's not gonna tell you you move that six inches you can only move four or anything like that so you still need to know the rules you need to still like it still has enough overhead that it's like I think it's a good right. thing that we're keeping our we're keeping our hobby muscles, you know, from uh, wasting away. We're keeping connected with people. We're possibly getting more connected with people that aren't in our local game store radius. Um, but like for me, I don't I don't see that as a replacement unless I just have free time when the store is closed. Yeah, it's, I, I kind of see it like in, in, in what my other hobby, which is radio-controlled airplanes, I have a simulator on my, on my laptop with an actual controller so I can fly my plane and try out new stunts and things like that. But then as soon as I get the chance and the weather's right, I want to go outside and I want to do it for real. I kind of see this the same way. Like, you know, it might be a nice substitute for now, but once we're able to again... We want to we want to go out and do it for real. Yeah, so it could be like that, right? It could just be practice. Yeah, I, mean, I want to try out my army. I don't want to spend, you know. I want and and the thing that I think is cool about it is you can start the game, save it, right? Put an hour into it, save it, come back, run another hour with it, save it, you know. And so instead of having to spend four hours to try out your army in one setting, which not a lot of people are going to have that kind of time. You know, they can practice their armies over and over and over again, develop their list. So when they go out and play, they're not practicing anymore. You know, they're 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 playing. Right, right. That's true. Could, and could, it is really cool at checking line of sight because you can you can wiggle the camera wherever. So right. if you take your view from above, 
think this is a good spot for my guy. Drop him there. You get down and look. You can see exactly what that miniature has to has to see right from his perspective or hers. Right. And and I do like the fact that the rules that that it doesn't know the rules, right? So, but it does tell you that that's a six inch move or that's an eight inch move or that's a three inch move. It tells you what you're doing, and so you can. You can cheat if you want to, but more it's, it's you have to be a little more you have to be more engaged. And to Michael's point, right, you're flexing that that gaining muscle um, to keep you aware and not just getting distracted like you're playing a video game where oh well it's just going to tell me how far I go, you know. Right, right. It's interesting. I might have to check it out more. I I went to the website or whatever for it, and I was looking at it, and I saw like yeah the checkers game and the chess game, and I'm like, well that's lame. So I guess it's a matter of getting into it and then and downloading a bunch of additional, what do you call mods or whatever. I just didn't get that deep into it. I think the technical well, thinking... term is like workshops, or if you go to the workshop section of Tabletop Simulator, then you can um, add add those extras. Oh, okay. In. And a lot of them are free, but there are some that are uh, paid additions. Okay. And I was thinking, Alan, with the with our geographic distance, um, it might be kind of fun to pick up and play some Black Seas or something. Oh um, yeah. You know, we could just we could just play around with it and and just to do it because you know I, I like gaming and and I don't always have the time, but you know to throw an hour in here and there that's that's doable. And it would take you more than an hour to get here, so that so that's a bonus. Right. <laughs> right. I live I live in a great state and you live where you live. I do live where I live, yes. It's beautiful. Uh, it is here too. <laughs> it's that time of year everywhere. It's really nice. Nice springtime. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just wish you could go outside and see it. Yeah, no kidding. Well, it's winter here in Southern California, isn't that right, Michael? <laughs> yeah, we got a little rain. Yeah, I think uh, there was... Yeah, we got some there was like a flood warning. <laughs> I think there was snow up in Joshua Tree a day or two ago, which is kind of weird. That's uh, back yeah. back where I was. So yeah, yeah there's it's been, it's been very weird weather. Yeah, everything's been weird. Everything's weird. Um, there are a couple of new things coming out, but I don't know shit about them. So I don't, and or when they're getting here. I mean, Stalingrad campaign for Bolt Action was supposed to be out by now. Victory at Sea is supposed to be out by now. Of course, um, those will all start rolling out. You know, once everybody gets back to work. So there's really not even much to talk about with those. So, you know, I I spend. Uh, um you know, probably about about twenty minutes of my lunch, um, just looking at at uh, porn, the different, yeah, <laughs> at the different uh, gaming websites. So you know, like I look at Warlord and or I look at Spectre or Hassle Free, and you know, I'm excited to see you know some of the notifications. It's like yeah, they're out, but a lot of the rules people, a lot of the people that do work in in an isolated environment, they're still plugging away. Right, yeah. And so when they come back, the things that are going to come out, I mean, we are going to, the gaming world is going to be just beat up with all sorts of new stuff. Yeah, it's just a ton of good stuff coming out. It's going to take a little while for everyone to catch up, you know, uh, because, I mean, the the once, once 
Alliance Games and Warlord and a few others tell me I can order again, they're getting very big orders from me and everyone else. Right. You know, people are going to be restocking and it's going to be a, it's going to be a rush. But after that wears off, yeah, there's there's been a lot of stuff working on in the background. I see the posts on Facebook from Rubicon, all the cool little projects they're working on because all they've got is a couple of designers at home in their office, you know, designing new products which are probably right. far down the pike, but, but they're coming. And that's kind of cool. Yeah, it, it's kind of neat that, that that creative element is still in, in you know, existing, um, you know, and they're still pushing forward. They're not just like, okay, well, there's nothing I can do. But, no, yeah, this is... creative talent, like, you know, like you, is you're, you're able to push out a lot of good stuff, too. Yeah, this is, the, this is the time for it, too. If you're in business... This is not the time to sit back and go, oh, I got a month off. Cool. No, this is the time to push and, you know, and take advantage of the time and, and plan for the plan for the recovery. Yeah, take advantage. I, I saw that Spectre released um, some new stuff. Um, I'm trying to find it now, but it's like a gas mask. Uh, I wish they had like new release buttons, but they don't. Um, but like some gas mask miniatures, some combat ready gas mask miniatures. Oh, pretty okay. cool looking. So you, um, so you can get your COVID response team out there. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, I thought it was very timely. Clearly they were working on it before this. Um, but, you know, it's kind of neat that, that they, they pushed this out and they've got, you know, uh, they've got something that's very topical. Uh, unfortunately, they're experiencing a lot of delays. Their production is, is their production floors aren't aren't producing their miniatures, and right. and uh, you know it's it's a bit of a struggle. Uh, what I really like about Warlord Games is is they've got, and I don't know how often they do this, but there's some free PDFs on there, and then their their community they're releasing some some stuff that I didn't realize was free. Um, but they are releasing some free rule sets and and all of that kind of stuff. So I thought that was kind of neat. It's like you know they're like, hey, you know what? While you're sitting at home, why don't you you know take a look at this? I didn't know they did some. So I didn't know they did that. I know that they they started a, a sale, fifty percent off all PDF files, you know, for their rule books and their army books. Which that's a that's a good deal right there. Right, but they've got they've got um, they've got some rule sets and some some stuff that that is some free PDFs to download. Oh, that's cool. Um, and I, like it says, I don't I don't look at Warlord enough. I mean, you're my main Warlord contact, so um, I don't look at the website enough. I just buy what you've got in stock. Um, but um, but I'm seeing a lot of stuff, that, a lot of PDF downloads for for. Uh, Gosh, and I'm trying to think of the name of that game. Uh, Blood Red Skies. Okay. Um, some bolt action stuff. Some, you know, so it looked it looked really neat. Like I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know. Right, right. Let's so, let's uh, let's stop here for a second, and I'll do the sort of reset of the of the recording software to make yep. sure we caught this. So hold on just a second. We'll be right back. Oh, and very nice. We're back. Okay, and we're back again and recording, so Yay. everything's cool. Um, where are we? Uh, so got all that, got all that. We should probably talk. Well, I was looking at, at. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go you. I was just. I, I, I bought some stuff from Hassle Free Miniatures. 
Um, We talked about it on the podcast that didn't get recorded, but I did want to say that I was very skeptical at the beginning, right? I'm like, I don't know this company. They're not, you know, this big, you know, like a warlord or an FFG or anything like that. I was very skeptical. A couple of people run it. Uh, Probably the same, the same hesitation I had with Spectre, but Spectre came with a lot of rave reviews. I believe you met them at a convention one time. Yeah. I felt a little more safe. Um, but I placed an order with them, and I, I think I bought five or six pieces uh, from them. And the turnaround, because I, you know, you look at the website and like, why are you taking so long? And blah blah blah. It's like, guys, a little bit of passion, a little bit of. It's a small business, you know. Not not everything can be, you know. It's, it's not it's not Amazon, right? right? Um, um, but uh, I was really impressed with the turnaround time that they they get. And you know, we're talking about. I I've, I live in the U.S. They are somewhere you know, over the ocean. <laughs> and, um, I was impressed with how quickly it came to me. I think it was, it was like two, two and a half weeks. Um, which, you know, I, I, am a patient person. Yeah. Um, so that was acceptable to me. Um, but the quality that they put out, I don't know who does their sculpts or anything, but I was really, in fact, I sent you a couple of pictures of some of the minis I painted Yeah, yeah. and, you know, I look at some, I look at him, I'm like, did I do that miniature justice? You know, like <laughs> maybe I could have painted that a little bit better because it's a good looking miniature. I mean, it is, they, they've got some really neat stuff. Yeah. They look, they look real good. The ones I saw I look good. A, I didn't know if any of you guys have had a chance to look at House and Free or any experience with House and Free, but I was impressed. Yeah. I have not I other than what you sent me. After uh, you were talking about how great they, the miniatures looked, I was looking at their uh, website. It's definitely worth checking out. They have some good stuff yeah. on there. Yeah, Michael, if there's something you if you think like, oh, I'd like a couple of those, let me know, man. I'll order them, um, and that way we only pay shipping for for one order. Oh yeah, um, there you well, go. To combine, and then we can we can bulk up. Obviously, Alan, you can do the same. Um, but you know, we can we can bulk up. But some of the stuff is just really neat. It's like you know. Some pop culture stuff, some just random stuff. There's, you know, it's it's a neat website. It's a it's a really finely crafted miniatures. Um, some are resin, some are metal. Uh, I found their resin models. That was I was pretty impressed with those resin models. They turned out really good. Hmm. Is it um, mostly um, modern, or is there World War Two, or what's their thing? Um. So it's fantasy steampunk modern post-apocalyptic uh sci-fi and weird war so nothing that i i haven't gone through the entire website i was more focused on my modern post-apocalyptic right um however um so i don't know have you dug through it more michael have you seen yeah they have they have a lot of a lot of unique stuff here this is cool i think uh someone mentioned that they had a weird like donald trump figure Donald Trump they looking have figure. A weird not... Donald Trump <laughs> yes. I was looking in there, yeah. sci-fi and aliens, because I figured that'd be the weirdest. And it has what looks like a dog wearing space armor, holding a futuristic pul- <laughs> pulse rifle looking Wait. thing with an armored tail. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I mean, I. That's awesome. Based on that, I don't think there's anything they can't do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it looks like they have a, a lot of really neat uh, fantasy stuff in here, too. Um, if you're looking for World War II figures, this might not be 
might not be the place to go to. Yeah. Right. I, I'm certainly speaking from ignorance because I've spent about 10 minutes browsing their store. <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least you're looking at it. Yeah. There are also yeah. modern undead mutants um, that carry rifles. So Cool. Uh, Oh, you gotta love modern undead mutants. Now, come on. <laughs> what, what's not to love? Yeah, there's a lot. So, I, yeah, I like so I the, uh, the accessories they have, too, because if you just want, like, some extra weapons or whatever, I mean, this seems like a cool place to check it out and get it. Right. I'll have, right. To, I'll have to go look. Yeah, I picked up the, um, uh, their John Wick kind of looking guy and painted him up and I think he looks really good you know I mean I think that the sculpt is is really good one of the things that I actually thought about doing is they have a lot of um well naked miniatures uh-huh. and I always thought it'd be kind of neat to try and sculpt you know one of the naked miniatures to look like something that I want it to look like you know sculpt some pants on it or, or armor on it or something like that and I'm not that artistically inclined but you know for for a few bucks you know i could i could grab you know three or four of them and then just play with it and see what i can do oh it's like yeah it's a good starting point you'd have all the proportions right and everything to start with right right and then you don't have to worry about like sculpting a face right exactly and it comes with the face and it comes with the muscles and all of that so if you just put on armor on the on the bottom half great you know they can just be all muscly you know so it gives you a lot of options um i felt like it'd be kind of fun i remember when i was a kid they had those wooden little i don't know what were they 12 inches wooden mannequins and set up the pose and tighten up the corners you know tighten up the bolts and then you'd put clay on it so that it would look like a person right right um you know, because I, I couldn't sculpt that out of just straight clay. So, <laughs> you know. Well, you got your uh, ForgeWorld.com, too. Is it ForgeWorld? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. No, wait a minute. For- Hero Forge? Yeah. Hero Forge. I'm sorry. Yeah, Hero Forge. That's kind of the digital version of exactly what you're talking about. You start off with a right. essentially naked character, and then you just add shit to it, and then... When you're done, you can print it out yourself or have them make what, make it for you. The, the issue I have with that is they don't have, like, if I wanted to do World War II, there's not, I mean, it's it's kind of modern-ish or sci-fi-ish. Yeah, yeah. You're not, no you're not going to find an SS uniform in there or anything like that. Right, right. So Which if, maybe they will someday. That's what you're looking Maybe, maybe, absolutely, absolutely. Well, if they're um, listeners uh, to this podcast, maybe. <laughs> What's the chance of that? <laughs> they might be. Re- well, kind of during this this lockdown, they might be really bored. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So at the we, one of the things we talked about that we haven't talked about is is the convention, right? We did talk about it on the podcast that was the run through. Yeah. Um, the practice but, but podcast. The convention, right. At the convention, it was, a, it was uh, honestly, I, I lost track of time. Um, you know, we played, uh, what did we played, we played bolt action, star Wars. Yep. Um, cruel we seas, played, uh, black seas or cruel seas. Right. And black seas. Um, yeah. yep. I'm trying to think what was the other one that we did. Uh, 
Well, Michael did a demo of bolt action with with Emiliano from Warlord, who actually couldn't right. be here tonight, but uh, he was on our practice podcast, so uh, we'll get him next time, I think. Yeah, but, and I did a demo of, of Blood Red Sky. That was that's a pretty neat game. I don't know if I'm ready to dive into you know yet another game, but um, I think when I'm ready. Um, I might I might dig into that game a little bit. That was pretty fun. Nice. Yeah. yeah, we had some good times there. That was a that was really fun because that's only the second time I think I've been to one of the Los Angeles conventions where I didn't have to work. So uh, yeah, it was it was quite a different experience for me. One thing we we meant to play there that we never got around to was we were going to play Bolt Action Modern, but we didn't. Right. We, ne- we never got to that. We'll have to do that one next time. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Do you so with the the COVID things? Do, are is all, are all the cons that you know of? They're done, right? I mean, everyone I that, that I in August. Yeah, everything's done until like. Uh, uh, Gen Con. Gen Con has not been canceled yet, and I'm sure that's probably for insurance reasons. They probably want to wait until the city shuts them down, and then, and then they'll be able to, uh, you know, make a claim on their insurance. Because these these big cons have huge insurance policies just for this purpose, because mm. they're going to lose millions of dollars. Yeah, um, that so, makes so they're not they what they, they haven't canceled Con? yet, but they will, I'm sure. Um, Historicon, I think, is still technically on, but that's like uh, even later than, I think it's August or September. I can't remember, but I think it's still tentatively on. Uh, Origins was just canceled. That's another big show. But what about it, NashCon? NashCon still seems to be on, but again, I think they might just be waiting for you know the official word to tell them they have to close up. Because that's, uh, I think that's July, right? I don't remember. I think it's August. Okay. It's August. So there might, there might. Because I was going to fly out there for that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because uh, I'm looking at plane tickets and I'm like, I want to buy his ticket right now because they're really cheap. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I also don't want to buy it until we know it's actually happening. Let me see see if I have it on my calendar. I have Historicon is in July, so that's probably off. Gen Con is in late July. NashCon is yeah, it's it's late August, August twenty eighth. So there there might be hope, who knows? There might be. The uh the next convention in LA is unofficially off. I don't think it's been officially announced yet, but I happen to know some people and I'm pretty sure it's not happening. Because that's that's coming up in May, I believe. Oh, that's that's definitely going to get canceled. Yeah, yeah. So, it all sucks. Yeah, we just supplied up through August, so for all of our PPE. Oh yeah. So I mean, yeah. So I mean, if we're if we're looking that far in advance, I'm going to guess that that's that's where we're at. Yeah. You know. But you know, hey. We'll take it as it goes. Yeah, yeah. We'll take it as it goes. Enough, enough bad news. Is there anything fun to talk about? 
Well, I, I'm actually interested in what uh, one of the topics that you have on there where Michael's taking the lead, um, going to a tournament in a new area and how gamers interact with people who read rules differently. Well, that doesn't apply I, right I now. We can't leave it. our houses. <laughs> well, I know, but he's got some experience with it. I wanna, I'm interested. Yeah. In Mike, you want to chime in on that? Uh, yeah, in early March, I got to go to um, a tournament outside of my local area, and that was a, it was a lot of fun. They put up a, a tent and some private property in Ramona. Um, oh, wow. Sorry, I just had a pop-up on my computer. I hope you can still hear me. Yep. Um, yes. Yeah. Thank you. So they did that. So it was all on site. You didn't have to leave. Lunch was catered. It was a very relaxed like tournament with um gosh over there were over 20 people i didn't count everyone was it infinity like 26 yes infinity okay um it was run by one of the uh the war corps uh which is their um corvus belly's name for uh the people that like promote the game and uh represent kind of like the bolt action raiders probably yeah, I th well, there were like two titles, Raiders and Sergeants. Yeah, yeah. Sarges. But, uh, yeah, people that have wrote to Corvus Belly and said, I sure like your game and I like telling people about it. And they said, great, <laughs> let's partner up. <laughs> you have <laughs> we'll a job. We'll put your name on a map. We'll put your name and contact info on a map so that if people are wondering about that, they can connect with you. And um, like she ran a really great tournament of no concerns about that. Like, it was just a blast. Oh, cool. Uh, but the what was interesting was like there were people that flew from Northern California, people that drove from like the L.A. area, Burbank, you know, um, around, then people that were from the San Diego area that came up. And it's interesting how like if you guys teach me bolt action, I'm not going to argue with you about the rules. Like, whatever you say is how it works. That's the <laughs> right. mechanics. And, okay, I got to be like, you know, the wall's got to be about here for me. <laughs> then I have cover. Right. Right. Uh, but then you run into someone else. You know, like, you know, maybe you got to have your base in contact with it. <laughs> right. And that's something very simple. Um, and then Infinity has some. And their rule set is published and it's available online for you to download. Um, I think Alan, you own the rule book. Yeah. You bought through the store. It's yeah. not, it's more than 10 pages. Right. Um, there's a Wikipedia that they maintain so that if you read about a rule, um, you can read it. And then and if it has like links, like any Wikipedia, it links off to other things. And there's these interactions of rules. And it was, it's just interesting to hear people say, no, I read it. That doesn't work this way. It works this way and then like you're supposed to be playing a game competitively you know with your opponent and now instead of just having to interact on a tactical level where i made this choice and maybe the odds will work out we're now we don't have this common understanding of the rules so now it's like there's this different level of how we're assessing the tactics Right, uh, and it kind of yeah. takes you away from the game. It does, and it's it, it's a it's a surprise. 
So I'm like, well, obviously this is a fact. Why would you think different? The sky's blue. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, and and it's not like the tournament organizer is going to be the perfect person. I mean, the tournament. If you ask a tournament organizer to make a decision, it won't be 100% accurate, but it'll be 100% final, and I'm right. okay with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he might be wrong, but he's right. Yeah, and, you know, so it was, it was funny the first game how, like, uh, what I thought was a core mechanic went, like, well, this is obviously how this goes, and then they had a different interpretation. It said... Now, was it a moment of enlightenment or was it like, no, I think you're absolutely wrong? It was it was more like a moment of, um, uh, I don't know if you're as big a fan of Anchorman as I am, but there's a scene where like Ron Burgundy says, like, I'm not even mad, I'm, I'm just impressed. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> like, impressed at, oh, the, at the level of stupidity or wrongness. Like... <laughs> Um, so part of my job involves technical writing and it's, it's like an an experience of enlightenment at the different ways people can read what's written. Uh, so it was more like an aha moment of like, Oh, wow. If you, if you read that word for word as written, yes, that like both of our beliefs are valid interpretations of the rules as written. Like, granted, when they demonstrate the rules in, like, the official videos, they work a different way. So I'm like, well, you're wrong. But, (laughs) like, just to, like, I didn't come here to talk about, like, how we read rules. I came here to play a game and, like, roll dice and watch my beautifully painted miniatures fall off the table and die. Right. Um, (laughs) Right. So I was like, okay, well, I think it's this way. You think it's that way. We should play it one way. So do you want to, let's roll. Do you want on this d20 do you want one through ten or ten through eleven through twenty or do you want to ask someone else because i just want to get back to the game (laughs) right and then you know we found that out on like move four of a potentially 15 move first turn so then the next game i'd like while we're we're setting up and people are putting the pieces out i'd ask like hey about this rule this is how I understand it. Do you understand it different? Like trying to work out some of this stuff. Like, so we're, we've got it addressed at the beginning of the game. Right. Right. Um, and that was just interesting to me. Like I wasn't expecting yeah, to, to have that. So like, how do I, that's how do I those. not be a dick? Cause I do that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things in bolt action is, is a, a good rule of thumb is, is this hard? Is this soft? Is this no cover? You know, go through and explain terrain, but for, with rules, you're right. It's like, like this doesn't, I don't understand what you're doing here and why you would interpret that rule the way that you're in, in you know, you perceived it. And that, that doesn't make sense. So to have to, you know, take the, you know, however many, dozens or even hundreds of rules that there are do you sit down before every game and go okay rule number one this is how i perceive it how do you perceive it you know yeah. well look that the first would, round's that over really, <laughs> right that would really take away from your gaming experience you yeah. know 
this uh, this might be why I don't play very many tournaments. You know, it just yeah. When when I'm playing a game with you guys or anybody else, and somebody says, "Oh, I thought the rule went that way," I'll just be like, "Okay, that's fine." Nothing. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I'm I'm here to play. As long as we're consistent, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. I'm just here to play. I'm not here to win. I'm not here to lose. I'm just here to play. Yeah. But in a but in a in a tournament, it kind of matters a lot more. I think if you're if you're actually right. trying to be you know competitive. Well, I think it's just good to get that common understanding up front. And make sure you have their head around it, because I like some rules. I really don't care which way we play it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to play it the same way you're playing it. And there were some occasions where, like, I felt like just in the interest of being real clean and clear with what I'm doing, I'd say, if I put something right here, who would see it and just ask him that question? I'd drop a base right there so I haven't moved my miniature. Or an infinity would use a, a silhouette marker because it's a, certain models represent take up certain volumes. So you put like a 2D picture up there that has a represents a cylinder that you can kind of see around right they can see a square of it then the models can see each other and like on one occasion i got some extra bases out they're they're one inch bases and my models can move four inches so i plopped down the silhouette marker of my intended final destination i plopped down the bases and said i'm going to move from here to there taking this path what are you going to do about it or (laughs) Or do you have any AROs? Which it's the, the not like deal with it, but um, the way the the order declaration goes in Infinity, so you declare I'm using an order. I'm activating this model. His first short skill is going to be to move. He's moving to this position. Is anyone doing anything about it? You know, do you have any AROs? And anyone that sees him has a chance to declare it then or forever hold their peace. And then I could do something else on that next order. Might be move again, might be dodge, might be shoot, might be throw a smoke grenade, you know, whatever. But I get to, we have this interaction on every order. So it's not like he's gone to go get lunch while I move my guys and I tell him how many, uh, how many of his units I've killed. You know, we're supposed to be playing the game with each other the whole time, and it's uh, like this constant conversation and interaction with your opponent, which is part of what I love so much about the game. I, what I, I've never played it. Um, I do have a couple of miniatures because I thought they looked cool. Um, but I'll tell you, the one thing that I like is to be able to look at somebody and say, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> right. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... It's a lot of fun to play a game like that because I feel kind of helpless in some other games where I just, I've arranged my army and they're just watching the opponent set up this killer move. I'm like, oh, this is going to hurt. <laughs> I sure wish I could do something about it. <laughs> yeah, there's there's something to be said for like, you know, reacting. Um, I think, uh, what did we play? Oh, now I can't remember. We played a game at, at one of the cons in L.A., um, oh, he's going to kill me. A friend of mine wrote it, too. Um, hold on, I have to look around. Oh, I can't see the rule book. Anyways, it's it's one of those games where when somebody moves, the other guy gets a chance to react immediately. I think that's a pretty cool thing. 
Because yeah, in bolt action, you you move, and then you sit back and wait for the other guy to do his thing. It's a back and forth, you know. Right, and you could bolt action has some of that, where you could set this unit up to. Uh... Gosh, I'm going to use an infinity word. In infinity, they say they put them into suppression, or they'll do a better job of putting lead downrange if they see someone move in front of them. I think it's called something different. Is it ambush? It is ambush. Yeah, yeah. Ambush. yeah. And that works once, right? Correct. Okay. Or or if you're going to get shot, you can say, we're going to go, we're going to hit the ground. So take my ordered ice out of the right. bag and... Yeah. We're we're not going to act, but right now we're we're hugging Earth. It's um, it's force on force. Damn it! That's the game I was trying to think of. My buddy Sean Carpenter wrote it. He's going to kill me for forgetting that. But I've I've had some beer. Is he a, is he a Patreon? No. Yeah. So fuck him. Okay. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do for your pay. Non Patreons. What do you do for your Patreon? Uh, special stuff. Well, he'd remember the name. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, oh, force, force on force, force on force is a modern twenty-eight millimeter war game, and it, and it has that that reaction uh, mechanic that's really cool. So you can make a move, right. and and then somebody else can say, "Well, okay, now, basically, you know, it's kind of like ambush, that sort of thing." Yeah. I don't and, want you to do that. We're gonna dodge around the corner. Yeah, no, you can't. Sorry. Oh, you did. We did talk about like what's coming out. Um, there is something coming out Infinity related. Oh, okay. They have a new rule set um, called Code One. That right. Either is coming out or has come out. It was supposed to go when Adapticon went, and they have a um, a beginner box set called Operation uh, Caldstorm. Okay. Storm with the O and the R mixed up. Anyway. Um, but they have that, um, so that's their their new plan to make the game more approachable. Yeah, code a, a code one plan. is code one is like a, a very beginner set, right? Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be new to Infinity friendly, and then the okay. the person from Infinity that um, is their spokesperson has been careful not to say it's for beginners. It, they just said it's supposed to be like a more streamlined way to play. Okay. Or, for new players yeah it could be new players or just experienced players that want to play casually oh okay Um, yeah i i haven't read the rules i'm a bad uh rep for that but they have a new box set of um miniatures that comes out with a two two factions in it so if you and a friend want to play which this is not the time of the year for that (laughs) (laughs) You and your roommate want to play. <laughs> right. That's right. Uh, but it does have some really excellent-looking miniatures coming, and the uh, the Code 1 rule sets um, come out recently. So that can be a, a fun way to pick up the game if, if that mechanic sounds appealing to you. Or yeah. even just watch a demo. But one of the, the nice things about Infinity is you can talk about... It's a intent-based uh, game where you, know, you tell your opponent... I want to move up to the edge of that building and stay in cover and try and shoot that guy. Do you think that's possible? Or do you think there's something blocking that line of fire? And it's it gets you away from getting the periscope out and the laser pointer and spending like all this time moving the miniature to the perfect position. It's just 
Yeah, dude. They're somewhere on the table. You could do that. So your model's there. Go ahead and put them next to the building. What are we going to do next? So we can right. just move on to the action. Yeah, we'll be we'll be getting code one in as soon as we can. I I think it's available at the distributors, of course, but the distributors are closed, so we just have to wait a little while. Yeah. Well, that's. Yeah, I understand why they did that. I hate seeing my hobby get shut down, but um. <laughs> you don't hate it. As, live... You don't hate it as much as I do. <laughs> oh yeah, I I have been very blessed that my. Through the luck of the draw, my source of medical insurance and income has not been declared non-essential and uh, shut down. And there's a lot of people in a lot worse position. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so we're, um, we're well over an hour here. Any, anything else we can throw in here before we wrap this up? Yeah, I don't. I don't have a lot. I, I'm just rereading a lot of this stuff, and and you know, it's it's funny that the the way the hobby is 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 moving during COVID. You know, we now everybody's. You know, like I said, I'm hearing a lot of people say it's like I'm kind of losing my interest in painting, and it is that forced mentality. However, right, I'm hearing a lot more podcasts. Um, you know, I, I listen to a few different. Uh, bolt action podcast i'm learning a bunch you know there's a couple of guys that uh it's it's juggernauts i think it is um but but they just went through uh, one of the guys plays the japanese which i do and they were going through the rules he was going through his list and what he does and i'm like ooh, i really like this stuff this is this is interesting stuff and so now i'm i'm getting back into the passion of all right i'm gonna redo i'm gonna redo my uh you know my 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 IJA list, right? I'm going to change it up. I'm going to, you know, start using some of the rules that I didn't think were good and using the right, you know, it's like Japanese players rarely play tanks, um, but they were talking about some, you know, great things to add to your list, things to take away from your list um, to make your, your, you know, your, your heaviest tank as a, as a medium. Um, but how to use that um, and, and force your opponent to do stupid things trying to get that tank and it frees you up. I mean, it was just, it was really neat listening to how other people play and I would never play against this guy to see how he plays. Um, but because of what we're going through, he's, he's, you know, they're talking more about how they play and their lists and stuff like that. I found it really, really fascinating. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's a good, good time to kind of learn and, and soak up that kind of information. Right. Right, change up what you're doing. Yeah, re you know, redo your lists and and all of that. So you know, it kind of brought some passion back into me for for something I've been playing for I don't know how long, two years now. Yeah, at least, yeah. That so, actually that that reminds me of the the last thing that I wanted to bring up, and that was uh, a couple of months ago or so. I found myself getting kind of burnt out on painting bolt action figures because I have like a thousand of them. Um, so I switched up to something completely different and I painted up a bunch of, uh, uh, Star Wars Legion figures nice. and that nice. just switching to something different kind of like relights that flame, you know, gets you excited oh, again. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it worked for me because the, 
the the uh, Star Wars figures were fun to paint, and they I think they looked pretty good. But it also like got me interested in going back again because I did I did uh, the Rebels from Hoth, and I did uh, uh, some Imperial dudes, and they were all you know covered in snow and stuff like that. That got me in the mood to do some World War II winter uh, Germans, because I thought oh nice. you know so it just kind of it it brought me back. You know what I mean? And, uh, That's pretty cool. So I think I think you know people switching it up and doing other things like Chris, you're doing the you know the modern guys for your secret project. Um, you know that's that's completely different from World War II stuff. So it kind of gets gets right. the juices flowing again. I think if we're all stuck at home, maybe getting tired of doing the same old thing, maybe it's time to try something you know a little different. Try some sci-fi, try some fantasy, whatever, you know. Yeah, it's those those uh those Legion miniatures, they're fun. They're just I mean, I, I bought the game, um, and I've never played it, probably never will. Right. Um, you know, we, we play the bolt action Star Wars because we enjoy the bolt action rules. We don't want to learn another rule set right now, right? So um but man, are they just it's it's a nostalgic feeling when you're painting like oh yeah i remember they looked like this or you know and you're like you're kind of reliving your childhood yeah yeah um, as you're going through and painting and, and trying to come up with new themes for them and it, it's it's fun it's you're right it's it's a it's a whole new level and it kind of gets you you know back into it back into the passion and then bring you right back around to you know your original passion yeah yeah exactly bring the fun back Hey, I meant to ask, um, and maybe Michael has some feedback on this, but um, with the water effects for my islands, does anybody have, I've, I've done a lot of, of research, but most of the water effects are in an enclosed box or an enclosed, you know, circle or something where you're filling up, you know, you're pooling up your, your fluid. I, I can't do that with my, with my islands. Right? I, I just want crashing waves up against the side um, or up against the beach, I want the water kind of scooping up or swooping up. Um, anybody have any products that, that might fill that need? I'd sure like to know. I think, uh, I think some guys use like a, a thick, uh, clear acrylic medium. that's almost like a paste. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen that used. Yeah. They have some, uh, yeah, Liquitex has some acrylic gel type, uh, um, medium that dries clear. Um, I've used um, what is it? Woodland Scenics has a water effects product. Right. That, yeah. Unlike the. Um, it's not the liquid. It's thicker. Yeah. Yeah. The liquids are. Like, I've seen some that are just clear resin, which you could pour, but that's what you just said you don't want, and that that tends to be yeah. like very clear unless you get bubbles trapped inside of it. Um, yeah, I'm looking this, for more like a paste. Yeah, I I did a project, and I threw the board out because that was like years ago. Uh, but I had a um, clear paintable silicone um, caulking compound from Home Depot, or oh, wherever okay. they sell that product. Um, and you could mix that in a cup and add like a couple drops of food coloring to tint it. Um, and you'd stir it up and apply it with a toothpick and give it enough. Um, you could make it look like a wave type effect or what I did was like a, a river going down. Um, 
like a river flowing so it looks like the ripples are going in a certain way um so i've used that um there are some hobby products that are similar to that like the uh the woodland scenics one um that's good enough for model railroad folks (laughs) it's probably good enough for us too um i think vallejo um I know I should pronounce the two L's as a Y sound because it's Spanish, but I can't seem to bring myself to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> they make a water effects pro- uh, product. I think a few others have that um, as I'll well. I'll have to check those out. And I can send you a couple links to where, where I've seen like a splashing um, miniature, splashing water on a base where someone took clear plastic super glued it to a base and then applied this uh water effect uh product to it so it looked like a miniature was stomping through a creek and it had the waves splashing out Um, yeah i'd love to see that yeah that came out really well Um, yeah i'll include that in the the list of links that i'll email to you guys after the show that you told me how much you appreciated the last time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Too, too bad um, there was no show for them to go with. <laughs> yeah. Well, now these will just be a bunch of links with no context. There you go. Why are people talking about uh, resin bases? <laughs> Why is there a link to resin bases? No one talked about it. But water water um, is water's really hard to do and do well. I mean, unless... It's the pour-in type stuff, and you can just let it settle there, and it just looks clear, and it looks okay. But, yeah, the people that do waves and things like that, it's that's quite an interesting skill. Yeah, and I don't think it has to be super detailed because, you know, the scale is, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing a diorama, but, but, you know, I still want to have a little bit of that effect because it doesn't have to be super-duper detailed. It's just got to be something that looks like it's supposed to look. Right, right. Yeah. I, I think for a shoreline like that, you'd like if you get a thin, you want a thin material because you don't want like a either a thin material or like a something with rounded edges. So if you get if you go with like MDF or like hardboard, then you would want to bevel the edges so it ends smoothly and blends in right. the because you're going to put it on an ocean mat. Um, right. It doesn't have to be huge. And that's what I, right. Uh, but yeah, if you seal that, and then and then you paint it some to get like a brown as it approaches the island, and then like a, a greenish, like a light turquoise or green color as it approaches the blue, and maybe blue at the edges, and then work up with this um, bluish wave color, um, and then do a final layer that's just white on top of that, like the foam of the waves, maybe do that in right. lines. And remember, waves only hit one one side of the island. Correct. Correct. Because that would be weird if they hit all sides equally. <laughs> did, did something just happen? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the island has just under, come from the bottom of the ocean. It's coming up. That's why there's grass and palm trees on it. Um, leave me alone. Let me play right. my game. <laughs> right. Leave me alone. Let me play my game. It's a stupid game. Well, all right, boys. I think live it somewhere else. I I think we've uh, I think we've reached the end here because um, I have to go to the bathroom. So um, I think we should probably Fine. probably leave it here, huh? That sounds great. Any any final great. any final thoughts? Anything? 
everybody out there just stay home stay safe stay healthy keep painting miniatures etc uh, if Absolutely. you have a local game store during doing curbside pickup, um, this is a great time to support them. Yeah. To be there at the other side of this. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. we're, we're one day closer to being done with this. Um, and it's yep. good that we're there. But yeah, keep the hobby strong. And keep your community going. There you go. Okay, I think that's it for tonight then. Everybody, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Michael. And everybody, keep on gaming. <laughs>